Belknap. I'm Jimmy Lewis. And I'm Trevor Hunter. Uh, this is Dirt Bike Test, and you're listening to the Dirt Bike Test podcast. Today we are talking about the 2020.5 KTM 450 SXF Factory Edition. Yeah, so this is KTM's uh, way of well doing a couple things, showing us what's going to come in 2021. They are also meeting some homologation rules, so uh, Cooper Webb uh, can race this bike in the Supercross series and also, of course, the Outdoor Nationals or a version of this bike. And then uh, they get to put some extra bling uh, and parts on the bike so that maybe the consumer that's uh, whether a fan or just wants to get a jump start on the next year, uh, wants to have a couple trick parts on your bike, uh, this is a way of doing it. Uh, so the bike, really, the changes are very similar to the 2000 to the 2020 uh it basically is upgrades has uh fancier wheels that have uh, some different hubs with the different spoking pattern in the front there's revised uh suspension settings and it's kind of tied into a lot of internal changes they did in the uh air fork uh there's changes to a lot of the parts in there in fact you would almost call it a whole new fork of the same design uh, they did some uh, valving changes to the shock. They say a lot of it's in relation to have some having some new slipperier seals and bearings, and that goes along with a uh, linkage and swing arm that's uh, supposedly changed or unique to this bike. Uh, with the KTM, you get an Acro exhaust system, and of course the number one plates come on it standard, as well as a uh, the Red Bull uh, factory team like graphics kit so oh and it has a bumpy seated on it of course yes so uh, those are the biggest changes from last year's bike it's really not a whole lot of changes but uh, in our opinion it was enough to make a difference and we'll kind of get right into it and start talking about the power so uh, what did you think about the power uh, I really liked the power on it it felt really coming from a YZ250 it felt like it wasn't just too much to where I couldn't handle it it felt very like just soft and it just eased into the power, but it still had a lot of power there for you to utilize. Um, kind of the same thing. It's very typical KTM power as a weight. Um, it's very linear and it's very smooth. And there's no, it wasn't too abrupt or too, it wasn't hard to ride. Um, there's definitely a lot of power, but it's manageable, um, which is something where I've grown as a rider a little bit, but I also think the, they've just, they've worked on making the power more rideable. Yeah, and one of the one of the noticeable things with this bike is it, and this is something that KTM has had to work on, is making their map switch, which they have. They have a map switch that has map one and map two, and then you have traction control options on both of those, uh, and they've actually differentiated those quite a bit. Number one is considered their standard map, and number two is considered an aggressive map. And so, Trevor, you're coming off of a 252 stroke racing last year. And now you're riding a 254 stroke, so it definitely had a lot of a lot of beans. Yes, there's much way uh, way more power than I'm used to, and more power than I'd probably like. Uh, but still, I could kind of find a way to ride it comfortably. You know, uh, the throttle goes both ways, right? Some yes, <laughs> trying to figure that out. But uh, for me, when I ride a 450, uh, just having all that power, even in general, I like to kind of lug a bike and ride a gear higher. Um, so getting on the 450 it made it easier and I could ride it fast riding a gear higher. Um, and with the mapping, there's map one and two. I actually preferred map two, which is the aggressive map. 
because it made it easier to ride a gear higher. Uh, and I also turned the traction control on for most of the day to kind of help mellow it out even more. And so that's where I like your riding style. I like that gear high riding style. I, I actually have the same. And here's where I'm a little bit heavier. What are you weighing in at? I'm right on 155, 160. Yeah, and so I'm 200 pounds. And so I'm putting a little more of a load on it. And we all had Scott in here on our Husky um, Rockstar Edition test, uh, which you can also listen to. And he's a bit more. And Scott starts liking the Husky, which is very similar to KTM and Map 1. I still like map two because I need that pickup and that snap, but if I, I'm actually going to complain a little bit about the motor and the KTM even a little bit more than the Husky, um, and although they're supposed to be exactly the same, it just didn't feel like the KTM had as much pickup like right off of idle, and, and that's where I really, when I ride a 450, I want it to kind of go chug, 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 chug. Um, that's why I'm riding a 450. If I want to um, rev a bike I would get a 350 and I've, I've said this about these motors I feel like they're a little bit more like you know like they, they have the 350 style more than a than a 450 style so um, you know good or bad for me it's like it just doesn't have that bottom bottom um, pickup and map 2 was necessary for me and a lot of times I didn't want traction control because I would get into the I would get into the throttle a lot and I, I kind of wanted to feel it spin up and then I'd back off into power where where when it wasn't until the end of the day kind of going up the hills that I wanted the traction control because it really does work and then it's like a double-edged sword because then when I would then when I would go in and, and the bike would slide out I couldn't use the throttle to, to kind of control it because it was already sliding and, and the, the bike was doing something different than what my wrist thought it was doing so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit torn um, and, and, it, and it's funny because the bikes, I think they come with two different airbox covers. One's a vented one, which actually allows a little bit more aggressive, um, aggr more aggressive feeling power. Maybe a little bit it's the sound too. Um, but the, we had the vented cover on there, and I, 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 like I said, I just wish there was a little bit more um, right off the bottom. Yeah, definitely a place like Glen Helen. The map two helped a lot getting up the hills and everything, and that's where I've kind of found like. Map 2 is nice because it could have the power to get up the hills, but I felt like it was just spinning and I didn't like that, so the traction control kind of really helped out the motor and everything, just kind of get up the hill and keep that power down. And for a 450, like, it's really nice when you have that power and to be able to keep it. It was still enough to where you could hold on to the bike and everything, and when I was riding without the traction control, I found myself getting, like, arm pump because it was so fast. and. I was it, like just trying to hold on to the bike get to a certain degree with it. So it wheelies noticeably more without yeah. traction control. And yes. I mean, you know, especially on the uphills, you like the front end starts coming up when you don't want it to. And it's not that the traction control like mutes the power. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't mute the power. It just it just kind of makes you go forward more than like lifting the front wheel yeah. and or and it's not slow. And that's what yeah. kind of think people get can get scared about you know hey the traction control. But yeah, I, I'm maybe I'm a little more old school and and I and I'm I kind of I'm so used to feeling the spin that that when i start feeling it spin i might back off or i should just goose the throttle and let the traction control to do the work and one other thing so so i uh i think the the uh, the brembo clutch on the ktm has really good control it's not as it's not as finicky as the magura on the the ktm but i are on the husky which i do like i like the quick engagement because there's better snap but uh it's a it's kind of a personal thing but that Brembo has really good control, and I felt like the you know the the ability to control the power with the clutch is pretty insane on that bike, and I and and I know for a fact that those clutches are pretty durable. 
but one other small complaint I had is I was looking for a little bit more engine braking, and I didn't do it today, and I should have, is I should have played with the idle, you know, backing the idle off a little bit to see if I could, you know, get some more of that to come into, come into play. But again, it's a very light, you know, it's a quick revving light motor, and sometimes, uh, you know, that that you're trying to get that character a lot of times for the handling, and it just it, it has an effect on the power and not the the amount of power it's the delivery of power and and it's uh and i think especially since you guys are coming off of two strokes and uh uh smaller bikes that you're never riding it where down where i'm riding it you know you're so used to revving stuff you're you're not letting it torque down so for a lot of people it's it's not necessarily a problem yep i agree so onto the suspension again. We have three different weights, or well, at least two different weights. Uh, I am uh, scaling in closer to the 200 pound range. Tyler, uh, I'm more towards the 160 range. And I'm same 160 range. So we uh, basically we were able to easily get um, the proper sag, and I think these guys are on the light end, and I'm on the heavy end. But it was basically two turns of shock spring preload um, to get the bike to the 105 recommended um, sag. Uh, I rode the bike all day long um, with you know the right uh, sag and it it never bothered me. Uh, I initially the first time I rode it I said I want to play around with the fork but I actually hopped off and switched over to the husky because um, we were going back and forth today. But right off the bat I'm I'm pretty impressed with how much this bike has changed in the in the two years it's been around. Uh, the the suspension I think is a, is a large part of that uh it feels like they've just made everything we'll call it slipperier and of course they they're, they're bragging about their seal in the back and the shock linkage and they're giving that a lot of credit the front fork is completely redesigned they have a new what they call trampoline style uh, mid valve in there that that allows um you know a, a little bit more flow kind of it actually in combination with the uh, altered air cartridge it, it allows the bikes to hold itself up higher in the front without getting harsh. So, um, you know, leave that to the suspension experts, uh, but uh, the test riders all here, I think, were pretty much in agreement that that's an improvement, and you rode the 19 for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I rode the, our 2019-450 comparison. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the KTM with the air forks um, and all that stuff, but riding the bike today here at Glen Helen there's speed up um, everyone and their mother was out here so the track was beat but it handled really well um, definitely didn't get that typical air fork harshness uh, such as I spent a lot of time on the KTM air fork the last so, so you said you said typical air fork harshness now you're being, that, you're being an air fork hater that people tend to complain about I and, guess. and everybody knows that I'm a that I'm an air fork lover yes. so there there you know uh, there's a dynamically there's a reason for what you're feeling but air forks tend to be very progressive and it's funny the changes that WP has made is to make it act a little bit more like a spring fork especially in the middle of the stroke without going to the 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 weight of the spring fork number one and but allowing it to have that initial suppleness and also the ramp up and progression that an air fork kind of provides so and then and then you're coming off a of Yamaha which has forks that are hand built by God and delivered to you personally because <laughs> they are the best forks ever correct yeah well, what'd you think of the fork it, uh, it was junk, honestly right? no I, I like the forks a lot and I I haven't really ridden much air forks 
and like you know Trevor has and he's told me his opinions and they're more negative about him and honestly I really enjoyed the forks today like all we had to do is just like bone stock they're doing pretty good but and then we just took two clicks and slowed down the rebound and the bike just worked amazing after that and I really enjoyed that and I didn't know if I'd like the air forks or not but after doing that I really enjoyed the way the air felt air forks felt throughout the whole day and throughout the beat up Glen Helen and the smooth Glen Helen they yeah. always were working and, good and when I went back on the bike they had played with the setting they slowed the rebound down and lightened up the compression yes and yeah. I was I was blown away by just it so it's two clicks on each end two slower on the rebound two less on compression and I tried compression alone and it didn't work it made yeah. it better some places and worse others and I tried two stiffer better someplace and I'm like oh it's good and I've always been a little hesitant to to dive into the rebound maybe it's because I have to pull a screwdriver out and, and <laughs> use but now they have this nice little finger clicker on the bottom it's yeah. simple to get to but these guys came up with a really good setting and all of a sudden and initially our thing was man I like everything about the bike but the turn in you know that the, the turn into the turns was a little bit and that kind of made it go yeah. away yep. and and didn't affect it in a bad way any place else on the track so, so the the clickers, um, you know, really work, especially on the fork. And I know um, Scott played around a lot with the quick clickers on the Husky, which you know is very similar. And he had um, good results both front and rear, um, coming from a heavier weight where he had to rely a little bit more on what the clicks could do. So um, we overall are pretty good um, shape on suspension. I don't think that you would be unhappy if you just give the thing a little bit of time and make sure you know, ride height seem to be pretty critical. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely in the ballpark and something that coming off like the 19, like I said, um, it's more of a struggle to find a good setting. Whereas today, just a couple small clicker changes um, instantly made me happy. On a track that didn't, <laughs> wasn't a lot of fun for, no. I mean, I, I know there were other bikes I would just load up and go home when it was this rough. And that bike I actually rode till the track shut down because I was excited about it. It was working well. Uh, the KTM really felt lightweight, and I really enjoyed that for 450. Like, I was very surprised for how lightweight it was and everything. Like, I was expecting it to be a lot heavier and stuff, and like, just taking it right off the stand right away, I could just feel how much lighter it was, and it definitely helped it get through like a lot of different things. And I think it helped it corner a lot. And compared to like, my, like it was almost as light as my YZ250 that I have, and I would say maybe even a little lighter it felt. And I just really enjoyed the feel of that, and it helped it like. I think it was really good for a 450. Yeah, and and the the that is kind of the 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 theme or the it seems like the direction KTM is trying to go is to make the 450 feel, you know, they have a 350, they have a, an, an insanely light, very powerful bike, but it's not a 450. And I think I, I guarantee you when they go out and do testing, they pull that 350 out and then ride it back to back of the 450 and go, how can, what kind of changes can we make? And you've seen it with the engine architecture getting smaller. They've tuned up the chassis, um, a lot of the stuff they're doing. I mean, that air fork is a few pounds lighter than anything with a spring in it. So, so they're gaining advantages there. And, you know, overall, that, that kind of light nature makes it feel, and, and I say this in a good and a bad way, more like a 400 or a 350 than a, you know, 450 or a, a 500. Um, hearing you say that it feels as light as your as your two-stroke is kind of shocking. But then again, your two-stroke is based off a pretty, you know, kind of funny. That's an old <laughs> that YZ250 yeah. has been around for a long, long time. And then you know, you kind of compare it to it. And then you have a lot of experience on KTM two-strokes, which are ridiculously light. Yep. And now you're riding a KTM 250F. Yep. And 
I'd like to hear what you think. Honestly, I, I've ridden um, KTM 252-strokes, 250F, even spent a little bit of time on 354-strokes, and I mean, the 450 today could have been a 354-stroke easily, um, just with how light it felt. It's definitely, um, now the weight on the scale is very close. It is the lightest, it is the lightest 450 for sure. But typically, at least in the past, it hasn't translated as much to on the track, whereas a 350 still feels very light compared to a 450, but I felt today that the 450 um, kind of closed the gap to a 350 in weight feel and handling feel. And here's where you combine the whole, the whole handling equation, is that is that power always, the more power you have, the heavier bikes tend to feel. And so, so I think some of the style of the power delivery, which like we say is very smooth and linear, but being, you know, light. And, and I remember two years ago when we did our 450 comparison, like you could actually ride the KTM at a high RPM and it still was nimble. Yes. Where the other 450s, you ride them at a high RPM and they, they want to go straight. Yep. They don't, they're not agile and nimble and stuff, and and so there's they've definitely lightened up, lightened up some of the rotational masses in there. That's kind of what we're what we're feeling. We're talking about, um, it, you know, if you want a chunky 450, mm, then maybe this isn't the bike. But if you're coming up off of a 250F, you're gonna feel so much more at home on an engine, you know, on a, on a handling platform like this than than you know something. Uh, you know, more like the Yamaha and the Honda and the Kawasaki that have, we'll call it a bigger bike feel. Um, I think KTM's built a hell of a, of a, of a mini bike and disguised it as a 450 uh, motocross bike. Yeah, and I think um, the 450 Day 2 also turned really well. Um, whether you're in a rut or in a berm, it kind of, once you got into the berm, um, it kind of stayed planted and just carried you all the way through. And then if you want to cut down to pass someone or just kind of try to avoid the chop or avoid a certain rut, um, you could easily change directions, pivot, and it, cut across. It has that unique character where you can turn on the front wheel if you want, and yep. if you want to slide around a turn, it'll do that as well. It's like a, you know, it does it does everything equally equally well. I yep. prefer a bike that turns on the front wheel, so I scoot forward on the tank and I put this bike anywhere I want, and then I don't like sliding too much, but I felt comfortable sliding on this bike, and. That's a that's a big thing for me. I mean, I just like a lot of bikes that are known like you know back end turning bikes. I fight with, and this one I'm not fighting with uh, at one bit. Yeah, I was really good at turning. Like Jimmy said, on both like the front and rear end. Like Glen Helen has like a lot uh, Talladega where you just get the back end out on it, and it just felt like it could just stay there, and it didn't want to like kick or do anything weird. Like it just did it smoothly, and then you'd come into those tighter ruts, and it would want to just turn super tight easily, no problem. And Trevor and I were saying when we first hop on it, like, it just cornered so well. Like, it was amazing on how well it could corner. So you also, on the Husky, you felt like the tank and the radiators are a little bit wide. How did this work for your knees? The KTM definitely felt a lot, like, thinner on the shrouds. And I really liked that because it didn't make my leg feel like it was, like, I'd put it out. And it wouldn't feel like it's going out super far or anything. Like, it just felt like it was going straight. And I really liked that. It made me feel... Like I had more com uh, control of the bike because you had that tighter grip on the bike. It's interesting. I, I think that, you know, because the radiators on the frame and stuff is the same width. So it's interesting how, you know, whether it's a visual thing. And I, I like how the Huskies are rounded a little bit. But, you know, and this is, this is a strange thing. And this kind of comes into handling, too. I ride a lot of KTMs. I like ride, ride a lot of bikes that are orange. And I'm not kidding you. I hop on the, the KTM. And just because it's orange, 
I feel like, a, you know, I feel a little bit like, I don't know, just that little bit more comfortable. And yeah, I ride blue ones. I have Hootsbergs, you know, and, and Yamahas. And, and I ride some white ones. So one of my Hootsbergs is white. So I'm, I, I ride different color bikes, but it's funny how, you know, I like, like you said, you feel more comfortable. And you're actually saying, hey, it's the radiator shrouds. And whether it's wider or not, it's interesting. I just hopped on it and I felt like, hey, this, this, I just felt, you know, a little bit more comfortable on it. Although, I didn't, I, you know, I, compared to the Husky, I didn't like the engine as much, which is just kind of strange, but they're, they're so close. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of the, the KTM are super narrow. Uh, I'm used to running a bigger tank and all that good stuff, so uh, riding with a small tank and everything, it's just everything feels super, super narrow. Um, and the KTM's narrow in general anyways, yeah. so, um, so something I enjoyed for sure. Yeah, the brakes are insane. Yes. Like a lot of power and a lot of control. Yeah. Um, uh, front and rear. I know some people struggle with finding the, the rear brake pedal, but once you get used to it, it's, it's not much of an issue. Uh, the fit and finish on the bike is, is I mean, just all the little little knickknacks and stuff that come with the uh, factory edition make it pretty nice. The acro muffler is just like is literally like a work of art, and yep. the sound level is pretty down. Yes. But when you ride it, it, it like does not feel like a quiet muffler. No, it's definitely... It, uh, it, it goes. Yes, it's a fast bike for sure. Um, muffler doesn't hold it back, though I do enjoy not, you know, not having a loud, loud bike. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not raspy. It's, no. it's, it sounds good. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think KTM's kind of hit a home run. Um, now we got to talk about what we don't like. And so I, I complain a little bit about like the low-end power delivery. Uh, I'm, I'm especially here today. I wasn't a huge fan of the tires. I found I would I would like to put like a little softer sidewall tire on there, um, and maybe something that's a little more intermediate terrain. All you know. So, but that's that's kind of a that's a really picky thing. And in fact, that's the first thing I would do to that bike. Yeah. Um, I like the grippy seat because I'm getting old and it's hard to when I twist the throttle. It's hard to keep my ass stuck in <laughs> yeah. the seat. So that <laughs> yeah. that thing worked out uh, for me. But um, overall. Like it's it's like I could line it up at a race tomorrow, just like you know, for me, just like the Husky, and uh, maybe we'll talk. You know, we we'll do a separate one. We'll kind of talk about the bikes back and forth, just you know, to see which one is <laughs> is there a better one. But uh, I don't know. What what didn't you like, Trevor? Uh, man. Well, we're splitting hairs, but I say I'm not a huge fan of the KTM foot pegs. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, <laughs> I've just I've come to like stock Yamaha pegs. To me, are the best. Um, I actually run IMS pegs on my bike, my KTM. Um, just, I'm not a huge fan of the KTM ones. They're a little smaller and narrower. Um, just for whatever reason, I just haven't felt super comfortable on them, but I can still ride them, no big, no problem. Yeah. yeah, I was having kind of the same problem as Trevor. Like, I just noticed right away my feet were not wanting to stay on the pegs, and I really didn't like that because going into corners and stuff, you know, you need your feet on the pegs in the right position. and them just being able to move around too much it it just kind of like threw me off a little bit but like you could get used to it but that was that'd be the only thing i'd change about that bike right away is is the pegs i enjoyed everything else about yeah, it. yeah i think the pegs are great because <laughs> you guys are in outer space but, <laughs> um, so but that that shows you you know like we're sitting here kind of start you know splitting hairs yeah. about about little things on a on a bike but you know we're we're, we're, we're in the world of ten thousand dollar dirt bikes this is a premium product it comes with some cool parts i think that the triple clamp is is a little bit more than just bling. Yep. Um, I I know that the that the the way the front wheel is laced actually adds a little bit of a change to the way it feels and stuff. I think that's good. The muffler, um, you know, they, they make small changes and stuff. Uh, kudos to KTM for really separating out the uh, the 
the button, you know, you push the button one and two, you have two different mm -hmm. maps, the tracking yep. controllers. Really hey, the easy. whole shot device is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, we, I went and did a start on the Husky with it all locked down and everything like that. And like, it, it, it's, it's, it, well, that's why everybody runs them. It's like cheating, you know, yep. if you're going to yeah. come off the gate. So uh, overall, um, pretty good, uh, pretty good bike with minimal complaints on our side. And uh, so if you like this podcast, share it with your buddies. Uh, you can check out our other podcast, Dirt Bike Test Podcasts, and uh, don't be afraid to listen to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, where Jimmy uh, answers nine out of ten questions without referring to a reference manual while drinking tequila, evidently. And uh, with that, uh, never forget to check out www.dirtbiketest.com because if you search it, you can probably find the answer to the question you were looking for. So with that, we will see you on the next one, and... Cheers.